What's wrong? You won. I know, but where am I going to put all this stuff now? Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we get into talking about the casualties of winning. I'll see you on the flip. Winning. Oh, it just gets people so excited. And it is right up there with being successful, happily ever afters, and being in love. As a uh, writer, fiction writer, who specializes in uh, romance writing and action, adventure, and all of that kind of stuff, I have uh, come become more aware of the aftermath of winning. And you know why? It's because even when I give people a, and they lived happily ever after, inevitably somebody comes by and asks for where's the next book or what happened to them? Or are they still happy? What's happening? Did they, and this is the thing, where are the babies? (laughs) And all of that. And y'all do not laugh at me or my readers. I love my readers. I love what I get to do for a living and I'm very thankful for it. And if you want to see what I do for a living, yes, in the show notes, I always put a link to my alter ego so you can go check that out. But anyway, let's get back to this. So as part of the aftermath of winning, especially when I am planning the next book after I've gotten them uh, to the commitment of uh, being in love forever, (laughs) there inevitably becomes some things that have to change. And uh, one of the things that I had to uh, realize to expand the options of being able to give people great books and great situations was the concept of winning and losing. And that was that winning and losing happens in a, a battle or a campaign, or a war. And I was like, wow, okay. Mm." (laughs) And because I had to readjust, I had to then realize that there can be different types of winning and losing, and there is fallout, aftermath, and the like. And so when you're on the battlefield, there are going to be casualties. And what a casualty is, is it's a loss in battle. It's an injury. A lot of times it is uh, talking about the, um, excuse me, the military or troops, uh, losses in numbers as they engage. It can even mean an individual killed, wounded, or lost in battle. And it also has uh, this sense of an unfortunate Um, occurrence, a casualty of war, an unfortunate occurrence. Um, But when we're talking about um, winning and losing today, I want to kind of keep it in the the most traditional uh, way, the sense of the thing. Okay. So now that I have had to grapple with the concept of winning and losing and what happens after you get this, this big old win and everybody is happy, I had to be honest and realize that sometimes even when you win, you lose. Um, I had a uh, a relative who got married a long time ago, but they got married and all they had wanted to do was just marry their love and they made it to the altar and they were so excited. 
until tax season came. And, <laughs> and I'm not laughing at them. I'm kind of just laughing at this situation because I was like, why did you not check this out? So going into the marriage, they they came with assets and, and, and things and they didn't check what status they needed to file. And thus our um, mili- I mean, military, excuse me, our marriage tax kicked in and they were, oh my God, they were hotter than fish grease, baby, when it came time for tax season. And they were like, what the what? And uh, we were like, well, you know, hey, you're, you're, eyes married now is what you told us. <laughs> and so uh, that was a casualty. And yes, it was an unfortunate, unexpected even uh, wound that they, that they sustained in part of their win. And I was, I was taken aback because I was like, oh, got to be more careful and, and learn more. And then there's also these, uh, so we, we, you know, we have the casualties, but then there's also what they would call collateral damage. And that's when someone is trying to win and, and do the most and, um, others in the vicinity suffer because of this win lose battle going on that actually has nothing to do with these others that suffer. And so with the casualties of winning, we have to realize that sometimes even when you win, you lose, or even when you win, a lot of others can lose. I'm not going to go into um, capitalism and all of that stuff. I'm going to keep it light and um, give you guys some of the wisdoms that you can use to help you to plan better when you are going into a win-lose situation. If I had my druthers, what I would do is I would love to always just have these um, uh, positive sum games where everybody wins. I, I really would. And in a utopian uh, expression of that, that can definitely happen. And it is something that as an author, I strive for when I am writing some of my other like epic and, and um, battle kind of things in, um, you know, a lot of the times with the, the heroic journey, even though there is a win-lose sequence, there is a, um, a reconciliation and a wrap-up where we bring everything back to the start and we're like, okay, so this is what happened with this people, this faction and that. And, you know, and we try to, you know, if we're being nice, try to make everybody uh, advance in a, in a, in a good way. And, uh, but that's fiction and that's a world that we can control in this real world. And I'm using that with quotes around it in this particular reality, we not we we don't necessarily have that kind of power because there're going to be things that happen that are out of our control but hopefully like i said before when you're in a situation when it's a win or lose which would be a zero sum game meaning someone wins someone loses instead of a positive sum game which means everyone wins or you can have just a total negative game where nobody wins um but when you're in a zero-sum game, I, I want to help you out here. So let's get a little bit more into it. Do y'all remember, and maybe maybe you do, maybe you don't, um, but Oprah Winfrey had a talk show some years back. And she started something that people loved. And it was Oprah's favorite things during Christmas time. And she would... Uh, have a gift show and it started to become the ticket of the season to try to get a ticket to Oprah's gift giving show. 
And there was one time when she uh, partnered with uh, a, a car company. I want to say it was Chevrolet or something. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but she partnered with a car company because they were launching a new car. And she had given people so much stuff on that particular episode that they were in tears, honey. I'm talking about those ugly, snot-filled tears. Um, and she uh, came out in her grand finale and she, they roll the car out. And she looks at everybody and she looks at this lawn lady and she says, and guess what? And the lady's like, what? She's like, you get a car. She's like, no. She's like, yes. And she looks at someone else and it was very dramatic. And that's, that's where the famous, and you get a car and you get a car and you get a car, right? So these people were winning. I'm talking about winning hard, right? <laughs> yeah. Until it was reported that many of the people in that um audience that day that received those cars were never able to take possession of them because their particular states where they lived, there were fees attached to the transference of title and taxes. And a lot of them didn't have the thousands of dollars that it took to pay for the value of uh, the retail value of being charged all at once. And it was a sad thing. And that was a casualty of quote unquote winning. Now, I am not trying to say that Oprah did a bad thing. She did a great thing and uh, the car company did a great thing. What I'm trying to say is, is that with this winning for these people who were, you know, they tried hard to get those those seats and they won. They, no one can take that from them. There was a, a reverb or um, um, an aftermath of that winning that we can take now and learn from those those things in wisdom and in the hindsightedness of it. So one of the things I want to say is that even when you win, sometimes you lose. And I used to say sometimes I kind of want to say, even when you lose, there's something you've got to give up. Um, there are uh, little uh, proverbs and things that say, you know, to that, that for everything you gain, you must give up something. And so let's try to look at it first and foremost that way, that when you win something, there is going to be some type of payment. There is really, not, in this particular reality, there isn't really a circumstance where you get something for nothing. There, there, I, I'm hard pressed to find a way, you know, where that happens. Um, I remember um, as a kid, my parents feeding us and loving us and, you know, taking care of us and trying to make sure that we were going to be um, able-bodied uh, able -bodied adults and good citizens to our communities. And that's what my mother would be like, that's what I'm trying to raise you to do. And uh, she uh, never asked us to, you know, give her anything back in kind, but because there were so many of us, we understood the sacrifices she made. And thus my oldest sister and I, I've told you guys many times about my first job being when I was nine and don't, don't come at me with the child labor laws because it was, you know, it was local and it was safe and all that kind of stuff. And it was a different time. Um, but we would go and, um, mow the lawns. Uh, of our little subdivision neighborhood. And um, it was it was great until it wasn't. And when I say it was great until it wasn't, meaning that the toll on us on uh, having to learn how to do business and and all of that, it it, it 
made us have skin in the game, but it also uh, helped us to win in that we now had a, um, a insider's understanding of what it took to make your own way in this world from a very early start that I've been able to take and uh, turn into a great perseverance that I'm proud of because of understanding that, yeah, I said I was going to go and do Miss Williams' yard. So that means I got to get up and do... Um, uh, I got to get home and do my homework that Friday night so I can be ready on that Saturday to go get that yard done. And then when I come home, I have my chores. I have other things. I am my clothes, do the rest of my homework and all that kind of stuff. And that was even as a little kid. I didn't understand it in the way I'm talking to you about it now that even when you're winning, there are some casualties. But it did help me to get to this point where this wasn't such a bitter pill to swallow. So let's get back to this, you know, so we've got people always wanting to get to the winning and they never seem, never seem to look on the other side to say, okay, there's a toll to, to pay to get on this bridge or this road of winning. And that means that it, you kind of sort of, and I don't want to say you, I'm going to own it. We kind of, or I kind of shoot myself in the foot if I don't have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to feel and learn that in everything, there's going to be a little bit of bittersweet at the end. And I would do myself a great justice if I plan for it by first acknowledging and understanding that it's there and then seeking to do this. So let's get into that part. One of the things that people don't realize that when they are quote unquote always winning is that there is a toll of keeping up with perceived perfection. There have been many tragic stories of folks who the world thought they were perfect and that they were winning in every area of their life only to um, find out that the the, the weight of, of always trying to look like you were perfect or you were always advancing, never having to retreat. And you guys, there's a difference between surrender and retreat. Retreat, is very good. Surrender is when you acknowledge that you lost this one. Retreat is very good in that it is just a circle back around to come back at it again with a different um, scenario or approach. Okay. But going back to this keeping up with perceived perfection, it has a great toll and all of the wins that you, you gain could be the casualties if you don't realize that if I quote unquote keep winning, I must take care of myself and I must realize that this is not sustainable. And this is, this is, I'm not, you know, don't, don't write me saying, Michelle, you're just so nihilistic. No, I am not saying that it's not sustainable. I am saying that for every win, there is a small loss. And for every big loss, there is a great gain. And so both sides have validity. Um, I was talking to someone the other day and uh, they were in a competition. They were like, I choked. I didn't do well. I lost. And I was like, you know what? Mm-mm, no, no, no. Like on this channel, I talked about before with Eddie Murphy, that great thing that he said. He said, um, you know, he was talking about a character, but I take it as this, that uh, you want to be, if you lose, you want to be a loser who refuses 
to lose and you want to keep going. And so there is validity on both sides of that coin, uh, both sides of the pendulum swing, whether you win or lose. So I, I kind of want to, because I don't want to just give you the aspects of what you need to do when you lose. I want to tell you the aspects of what happens as I understand it at this particular time in my wisdom journey of what that means on the other side of winning. Okay, so um, there's another thing that I had to realize now, you guys, I've told you over and over again, I'm, I'm currently studying a lot of different strategy for some of the, the things that I'm putting in a, in my one of my current writing projects where there's a lot of fighting and battles and strategy and that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I learned um, was that even if you're on the winning side, there's always going to need to be a medic a hospital, if you're in the fantasy world, a cleric, a priest, uh, a paladin or or whatever. But in the real world, there's going to need to be medics and uh, battlefield hospitals, doctors and those types of things. Because when you launch an assault or go into battle, you're going to take hits. You're you're just going to take hits. It it is what it is. And I don't know why it is that we want to um, anesthetize and uh, put an antiseptic wash on what it means to win. A lot of times when you win, it is through a lot of injury and pain of advancing, uh, of sustaining injury on the battlefield, of persevering until the end, of crawling, if you will, over to the uh, finish line of having a lot of skin in the game. And so winning can be very painful. And I have seen in my own life and the life of those I've been blessed to offer counsel and and, um, support to that a lot of people don't realize what a win looks like. They think that they're being beat down and put upon when they're actually going through the winning process, but they don't realize that with a, a lot of wins come a lot of injuries, a lot of setbacks, and a lot of pain. And so there's that. And this is a this is a big one. Now, this is a big one. I, as you know, I, I live in the metropolitan Atlanta area, and at Atlanta is the intersection between Hollywood and New York when it comes to entertainment. We have a lot of movies filmed here. There are a lot of celebrities here all the time. And so there is a certain air of um, the mystical and the magical here. Um, And what people don't realize is that when you get into that fame, that world of fame and uh, notability, you, um, you're quote unquote seen as winning the game. But what people don't understand is the dark side, the back side of this, or the toll that has to be paid is a loss of anonymity. Yeah, everyone starts to watch you. And in Atlanta, there are certain places here that we know that if you go there, there are going to be celebrities, there are going to be paparazzi, and there's going to be a whole bunch of jockeying and positioning to be seen, to see and be seen. And it's not necessarily pretty. Just just being flat out honest, it's not necessarily a pretty thing to behold. And I can see sometimes uh, where I've actually run into quote unquote celebrities unawares and they, you can see it in their eyes. They're pleading like, please don't give me up. Please. I just, I just want to make it through. And I'm like, yes, I I'll definitely, you know, do that. And, um, and so that has been something that I have always been aware of since living here. Cause I mean, 
it was kind of almost the first week I got here, I was running into celebrities and they're like, you didn't see me. You didn't see me. I was like, okay, it's fine. Um, but you do give up a certain amount of privacy and anonymity. You, you're not able to walk as freely. And so I want to say this is that with uh, um, winning another casualty could possibly be uh, your ability to move freely about you become more restricted in what you can do and how you live your life because you become the goldfish in the fishbowl in the center of a crowded room where everybody is looking at you. So there's that. Um, one of the things that uh, I also uh, have um, experienced and heard, seen, witnessed is when you are a quote unquote leader going out there, a lone wolf, if you will, going out to make your way that a lot of people will come behind you. And just because they're coming from behind does not mean they mean you well. And so um, the, the, the first people to advance, it is said that they don't make it because they take a lot of arrows from, from the back. And I like what Mark Cuban says, uh, the, the billionaire and um, um, entrepreneur as well as uh, um, sports owner. And he says, I still go first. He says, I just wear a good vest, meaning that he he prepares, understanding that when he when he goes out there first, he is going to get those arrows, but he prepares as best he can by wearing some protection, but he keeps going. And I, I really like that because he was showing that he understood the wisdom of what it means to go out and win and some of the casualties that you will incur. And so let's let's really talk kind of about what this whole winning means, because, you know, I like to go back to the to the birth of a word. And so, of course, it is it's kind of plain of, you know, of what you would expect, but it means to be victorious. And what it is, is it's a fusion of an old English word um, that's called winnan, W-I-N-N-A-N. And that means to labor, toil, struggle, fight for or to work hard for. And Gwinnin, uh, which means to gain or succeed by struggling, conquering, and obtaining. So even in that little word win, we have the genesis of the fact that you are going to label, labor, struggle, toil, work hard for it, strive, and even fight for it. But when you do that, you will persevere, you will conquer, obtain, and uh, succeed. And so because of that, that is something that we're always going to have with us. There is really no way to do away with um, the uh, uh, to do away with the hard side, the dark side of it. But what you can do is plan for it. And with regards to the conquering, there is something that Ralph Waldorf Waldorf Emerson said that I really love. And, you know, I always think of him as kind and gentle, but he has some zingers in there. And this is what he said of nature. And he said this, he said, nature has made up its mind. What cannot defend itself shall not be defended. Let, let that marinate for a minute. Nature has made up its mind that what cannot defend itself shall not be defended. And what that means is, is that even nature is set up to understand that you are going to have to get engaged in battle. You're going to have to show your mettle and your worth, and you're going to have to defend yourself. If you, and it's the call, the, the law of uh, nature, the call of the wild, wild, that sometimes if you 
stumble and fall, there is there there is no mercy. And uh, when I look at that with regards to winning, this becomes very evident um, that it is uh, it is the way of the world. Uh, I was um, studying and I I was trying to recall the books I could tell you guys and it I just could not. And I was like, I don't have time to really go back through about 20 books <laughs> that I'm looking at. But it was this and there was this um, this situation where. They came into a um, a country, and um, this was this was back in the day, and so this was not contemporary time. And they they defeated a uh, a, a tribe, and when they defeated the tribe, the tribe came to them, and um, they were like, "Okay, so um, where do you want us?" And they were like, "What do you mean?" And they were like, "Well, you defeated us, so you're getting ready to take care of us, right?" And they were like, "No." <laughs> you're you're getting ready to be our um you know our collateral and you're gonna give us all your stuff they're like no that's not how it works and and the people who won uh who were european i i'm I'm gonna just say that so you can understand how they were looking at it they were like no this is not how this goes and like oh yes it is and what they said was is when you come in and you defeat or conquer us, then you start to take care of us. And it was a wake-up call for the winners because they were like, wait a minute, you mean that I don't get spoils? I get uh, now uh, burdens? And they were like, uh, yes. And and they would not budge. You know, it, the, the tribe was, was serious. They were like, we're not doing all that stuff for you. You're going to take care of us now. You came in, you messed with us, so now we're your problem. <laughs> and I, ha- I, was, I was just... I was laughing so hard. And then I remembered with Ra- what Ralph Waldo Emerson said. He said that nature has made up its mind. What you can, what cannot defend itself shall not be defended. And thus, with the way um, humanity is, when there are spoils and victors of war or whatever, even if they were able to successfully uh, enslave them or whatever, it was still going to be their problem. They were still going to have to take care of these people. And so I'm saying that to say that uh, winning means there is an opposing force that has to lose. And that opposing force a lot of times needs to be dealt with or taken care of. And you have to be strong enough to figure out what you're going to do. Because the situation with the tribe was that it was too many of them and the conquerors did not want to have, uh, you know, mass murder people. But then what do you do with all these people? You then have to either take care of them. So what Ralph Waldorf Emerson is saying that what can't defend itself uh, shall not be defended Meaning that nature is not going to just say, oh, okay, you lost, so we're just going to take care of you. Because if that were the case, nothing would ever be encouraged to strive, to grow, to struggle, to learn, to win, to succeed, to overcome. And nothing would ever advance. But on the other hand, when you are conceiving of your great wins, understand that the casualties, if you don't kill them, you're going to have to take care of them. And that is a big part of what I have seen for myself and for others, where there is a big uh, gap in understanding what it really means to win. And a lot of folks don't like it. They don't like having to be responsible for things that come as part of the winning of the battle. They don't understand that 
It takes a lot of times where you're going to continue to struggle, continue to work for, and even fight to maintain uh, your success and maintain the gains that you win. Um, and so that leads me to the last thing I want to say about this whole winning thing that in, if you are quote unquote trying to do with that song said that I talked about at the top of the, of the seg of the, of the segment that all I do is win, 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 no matter what, you know, is that you're going to have to continue to conquer. You're going to have to always be in a forward mobility of winning. And that means you're going to have exposure, not only with arrows in your back from quote unquote friendly fire, but also you're losing your anonymity. So you cannot move with as much stealth as you would like, because those who win get observed so that they can be taken down. Nobody is actually ever trying to win over an invisible nobody. They are always gunning for the top people, for the people that are showing themselves worthy because of their heroic deeds. And I, I always uh, harken back to this understanding that everyone wants to be a hero, but no one wants to go into battle. And winning is not just a one-time thing. It is an ongoing thing that has major reverb, major consequences, and major aftermath. And so when you're looking at winning, take these things into account and be willing and ready to persevere, to understand that if I engage in battle, even if I win, there is a toll to be paid. I may have to kill or uh, take care of uh, what that aftermath is. I might, instead of being able to move stealthily and in the background, I might expose myself when I gain this win. And you have to be okay with that. And I have to be okay with that. And also understand that when you make your move, you reveal your position and thus, you could possibly take hits from friendly fire from the back as you are plunging forward uh, to win. And so those are some of the things that I wanted to talk to you guys about today with, with regards to the casualties of winning. Yes, it's great to win. Go out and win. But don't be stupid. Use some wisdom and count up the cost before you engage. So guess what? Yes, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! Check the show notes. And guess what? I'm going to see you guys tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.